Hey there, people of the interwebs. It's me, Brandon Noel. Welcome to the Bookies. This month, we're going to be uh, looking at Mary Riley, a perfect Halloween October book. Um, but before we jump into that book, I want to take a moment and talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the things that's going on at Destiny Comics. Um, we got a Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Destiny Comics. Uh, little problem with the Twitch. Uh, typically, I don't know how to archive stuff. I'm still working on it, but they won't let you archive anything past a week. And uh, so it disappears off the channel after a week. And I only do one video a week. So that video, um, after like two weeks or so, ends up going to the YouTube. So um, check out the YouTube or Facebook for those videos. Or if you want to watch them on Twitch, if you're a Twitch viewer, please subscribe. Uh, we need like 50 subscribers to before we become uh, part of their partner program. So please subscribe on Twitch. Um, if you want to check out our store, it is at squareup.com slash store slash Destiny Comics. Um, you can also go to destinycomics.com for the direct link to that. Um, and, you know, check out facebook.com or facebook.com slash Destiny Comics. Um, you know, uh, I don't have any shows coming up until January. I, I think I have a Christmas show, but the date's not confirmed. So, but if you're in the Hemet, San Jacinto, Inland Empire area, January 12th, Hemet Library Comic Con, it's going to be a great convention. Come out and check us there. So, um, you know, we want to thank you. If if uh, there is a Patreon, it's patreon.com slash destinycomics. I'm working on uh, reworking the rewards and that kind of thing. But if you want to help support this podcast, you want to help um, us with, with those kinds of things, you know, please you can donate right to the podcast. You can buy a book from the store. Uh, all our books are available through Amazon.com. So just, just thank you. Thank you for your support. And, and, uh, and, and thank you for liking this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, and listening. So thank you. All right, without uh, gilding the lily or any further, um, you know, this book is Mary Riley. It is uh, a really fun book. I really enjoyed this one. It is the, uh, the retelling of the strange, curious tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as told through the viewpoint of one of his servants, his help. Um, this book was written by uh, Valerie Martin. Um, it has currently on Amazon a 4.5 stars. Uh, it's a really fun book. Uh, it's available Kindle, hardcover, mass paperback, mass market. It's a real easy book to get a hold of. Um, and uh, my wife and I, before this was extra credit, before we sat down because the book was so short, we went ahead and just reread the curious uh, tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, it really does fill in the events of the story because. 
uh, you're only given the events through one perspective with Mary Riley, so it helps to be, you know, up on what happened in the main book. Uh, but thank you for your time. Please like, subscribe. Uh, hope you enjoy this one. It was a fun book. And uh, happy Halloween. I'm going to have to... Liberty. I'm going to have to remember to get my... Oh, Liberty. Liberty. How long is four score in seven years? That would 47? Be, no, 70 actually, years. no. 70? No, wait. Actually, 87. Well, no, 87. 87. 87. 87. Four score. Score was 20? Yes. That's what I was trying to say. I was thinking it was... Cool. 87 years. I'm like, this is a while, I remember. And how long is a fortnight? Two weeks. Two weeks. British off. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I have one. Who cares? Braces to spin or something. It's rolling. I'm rolling. It is. Where did our book go? Lou. <laughs> well, our book, Wayne borrowed it. I'm sorry. You didn't bring you it. Didn't bring it? Here, Dave has the actual copy of the book. That's all right. No, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and. There's a story behind that. But we'll not tell it now. We won't tell it now. Okay. Don't tell me the book's damaged. No, the book's no, 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 fine. No, the book is fine. The, the book, book is, is sitting fine. in my apartment, but I haven't been there since Thursday. Oh, okay. okay. It's fine. It's not an apartment. Condo, yeah. whatever. Yes. I was just working yeah. his library book. I was I like, ah. You need his flat. I would get it back to you. <laughs> um, but, okay. Uh, I, I anticipated to be there before tonight, and I haven't been back, so. It's okay. All right. Um, we are the bookies. Uh... I am Brandon Noel. Wayne Abraham. David McFarland. Justin Stallard. Bonnie Stallard. Maylene Noel. And uh, we are the bookies. And uh, this month we are reading Mary Riley. What was the other name? Valerie, Valerie Martin. Martin. Valerie Martin. Yeah, Dave's got the only physical copy here. I got a Kindle. I have a Kindle version. That's a physical. <laughs> <laughs> it's physical, just more electronic. Can I you see the copy real quick? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to touch it. Don't touch it. Glad we have this. Um, so Mary Riley, uh, written by... Um, Valerie Martin. Valerie Martin. Almost said Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he had some downtime, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was when he was attached to Quirrell. Uh, uh, really it bored. It was a long summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, basically, well, was it Justin or yeah, Justin? My book. That you uh, you put it in for suggestion. Yes. Uh, you want to summarize real quick? Um, basically, it's the story of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde from the viewpoint of his housemate. Um, and she, that's and about it. And that's yeah. the, <laughs> that's, that's it in a nutshell. But it gives a lot of backstory to the to the character. Uh, of of uh, Dr. Jekyll. No, the maid. I forgot. Mary, Mary, Mary Riley. Mary, <laughs> yeah, the Mary Riley. Um, where if you read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the only only servant you really hear of is Mr. Poole. Mm -hmm. Mr. Poole and then uh, Butler, no, Butler, uh, the valet shows up as well. Right, yeah. Um, Right, briefly, though. Yeah, briefly, just when they're tearing down the door. Yeah, Mr. Somebody, I forget his name. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. so, uh, but Mary Riley winds up uh, having this uh, unusual relationship with uh, Dr. Jekyll. 
as a confidant as a mm-hmm. confidant and a father figure and uh, yeah that's they kind of understand, understand each other in yes way. they do mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the father. He was the father. She was hoping that her father. Was I, I didn't see that at all. I thought it was more like she was lusting after him. that too. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, there was romantic interest there on both sides. Yeah. Until she called. Uh, until she was called what? Baby or little girl or something? Child. 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 Yeah. 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 And then it changed from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all, you have to realize though that he's. Probably thirty to forty years her senior. Yeah. So because he, you know, he has white hair and she's in her twenties. He's in his fifties. So, so he's in his in his fifties. Yeah. In the eighteen hundreds. In the eighteen hundreds. So yeah, but it was the the later end of the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Eighteen nineties. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been that that obscure for a guy that much older to be with someone hurrying. No, it was, it was no, common back then. Yeah. Yeah. But common. she was. The maid, and he's, yeah. he's a doctor. Yeah. Right. That's where you get. <laughs> yeah, that's where the problem in. comes from. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny if you look at nowadays. It kind of switches. Like mm-hmm. class isn't so much a thing, but oh my god, somebody thirty years older than you is you know, mm-hmm. dating yeah. you. More of a shock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What happens? So, um, I want to say just like my favorite part and whatever. Mm-hmm. I love the concept. Yeah. Like yeah. the concept is just ingenious. Um, I would read a whole series of books like this. Right, where it's like from the main, from the non-seen person uh, who sees more than you realize. Mr. Frank, uh, Doctor, Doctor Frankenstein's electrician, right. Dracula, <laughs> yeah. Dracula's plumber. Right. Like, <laughs> like I, I would read a whole line of books like this. Yes. Like, I fear that the guy I'm working for is anemic because he seems to lose a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he I hasn't paid his pill lately because he's been in England. <laughs> you know, but like I totally like the concept is just ingenious. I love those old Universal monsters mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is one of the ones that gets kind of shafted. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I just my favorite thing about this was just the concept, and it was well done. Was very well done. Yeah, yeah, because. <laughs> The Maze Runner had a great concept, and the book sucked. So this <laughs> had a good concept. Yeah, that was yeah. slightly better execution. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we're never going to let that poor book down, are we? I know. <laughs> it was all my fault. Every, every time we compare it to something bad, it's going to be to the Maze, to the Maze Runner. Runner. Yeah. How bad was it? Was it Maze Runner bad? <laughs> or was it just, don't point that, that saying at me bad? You <laughs> know. I still love don't point that thing I know. At there's me. parts of it that I loved, but I was just disappointed because it, I felt the movie was better, which is I so unusual. They killed my character. Yeah, Wayne, what was your moment, character, construct, whatever scene? Um, Well, I like the scenes with the garden. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. It was definitely, um, you know. The, the whole thing of uh, planting the garden in the first place and you know watching the garden flourish in this whole uh, it was interesting because when she first starts doing it and they're tearing out the 
we don't even know what kind of plants they were. But weeds. Weed. Some like really old, like gnarly hedges or something like. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a hedge, before, but it's gone. You know, you know. The cook was the one with the experience, and Mary was just doing the labor. But she says, those have to come out, or our plants won't grow. And so they worked real hard on putting together the garden, and she's just kind of like gets this premonition of what if nothing grows here. She perceives, you know, the garden starting to take off and just shriveling up and becoming nothing. And that's kind of foreshadowing the troubles to come. But what I liked about the story is everything second-hand for the most part as far as Dr. Jekyll is concerned. You know, Jekyll and Hyde, you're focused on, on him. Here you're not focused on him. You're, you're focused on, you have two maids, you have two manservants, the cook, and the knife boy that make up the household servants. And Mary is like one of them. So you're, you're kind of getting, you're getting feedback from the whole staff through the, through the character of Mary of what's happening and concern for Dr. Jekyll because he's obviously not feeling well and you know after these episodes and things it, I like the perspective I like the point of view but the garden was kind of a key thing and, and three of us went back and read Jekyll and Hyde right the garden pops up in the original story like I was surprised Oh, there it is. <laughs> like, like, because the, in the original story, it's told from a lawyer's perspective, Jekyll's lawyer, okay. who's like something is wrong here and is trying to get to the bottom of Hyde, and he originally thinks Hyde is blackmailing Jekyll. Right. And the lawyer does come to the house. We hear yeah. moments in Mary Riley yeah. where and he's, popped he's in. yeah, and he mentions going to the house, mm-hmm. yeah, or that that he was if he showed up, he was supposed to be turned away. The doctor's not feeling well today, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So like in the original text, like he he walks by and is actually surprised, like oh, there's a beautiful garden here, and it's just a little throwaway note, and then you know, and you get more of it in Mary Riley, like. Like there's a whole. It becomes a whole project of preparing the ground, planting the garden, and then, you know, as winter is coming on, collecting the herbs and drying them, and and uh, taking out those plants that aren't going to survive the winter and putting the bulbs down on the sprout in the spring. And, yeah, it was. You know, I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was because it was a nice working garden, and Cook was excited about it because it would provide herbs and, and you know some veggies and things that she wasn't going to have to buy. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but I, I, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed that aspect of things. Um, as as odd as it may sound, I enjoyed the uh, funeral sequence with um, where Mary goes to, to, to bury her mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and just. You know all all the the inter, all the interactions. You know they they've got they've got the the horses and and the carriage and you know the pallbearers walking along beside the casket and they're talking about the reactions of the crowd just on the street. You know they weren't people attending the funeral, but you know the behavior of the, the children and the adults and and that type of thing and and uh, 
even even for Mary a- after things that had been going on that was a more upbeat moment for her yeah was doing her mom's funeral right because it was important and she was proud to be not proud in a bad way but she was able to do it do it properly she, she could afford she to. could afford to she was proud of that she'd worked hard and yes some of that money she'd set aside so that she could eventually you know not be in servitude anymore and you know pay for her future but she was proud of the fact that she was able to do that for her mother it was it was a sad time and yet you're right it was you know she was happy that she was able to do that and her mom would have been happy to you know and the things were done right mm-hmm. yeah I can see that. That's good. So that that's good. and of course I found the food interesting. They mentioned especially that one feast, the six course meal, the cook prepared and was all excited about doing it. <laughs> cook always trying to feed him kippers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mister Doctor. Be like trying to feed Dave kippers. You know. I don't even know what a kipper is. It's like a that's fish. 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 Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's how Dr. It's like sardines. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's like an oversized sardine. Sardine. Like a large I sardine. It's a exactly. Yeah. And the cook kept trying to give him one with his breakfast every day. Oh, well, I'll save it back and give it to him at lunch. I love how okay. yeah, Mary was like, poor master. He's not going to want that. <laughs> like, every time I go, he came down, the plate was still full. I go, man, you need to fire the cook. <laughs> <laughs> no more kippers. No. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, I got a couple things but yeah I like the I like the the funeral sequence because it kind of broke the monotony of her house cleaning every other word (laughs) (laughs) and um, yeah and I don't really have much else to say that you already haven't said about it but I just like the the general atmosphere of it because um, the way I read it I just envisioned that I actually was in that time period, and you can actually see it. Yeah, yeah. they did a good job. Well, good job. Well written in that way. They were, yeah, because I like that they were able to describe things, but not like okay, ten paragraphs of describing yeah, things. Yeah, it, it just made mm-hmm. me feel like I was in that time period yeah. and mm-hmm. seeing what she's seeing as she was traveling down the road and trying to stay out of the mud as the horses went by. And yeah, oh, that foggy roll, day? Rolling yeah. up her skirts yeah. to keep her skirts from getting yeah. wet and not caring whether people see her ankles or not. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, back then you saw your ankles. That was... Yeah, scandalous. Was scandalous, yes. And <laughs> even though I didn't really like parts about the house cleaning because I could care less about it, but um, <laughs> some of her duties were so old-fashioned, like going up and stoking the fire with coal yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, it just kind of, I could envision that because from old movies like Sherlock Holmes and, and other movies, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of had that feel mm-hmm. of yeah. just the old ways it was, and it just kind of made me envision that, and I could actually see it. But um, let me see. Other than that, it, it, it was all right. Okay. I just don't okay. really have anything else to that was Justin. particularly notable about <laughs> it. The um, one of the things I really liked about it was the character development. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it starts off with her story in the beginning. 
with yeah. her very abusive father stuffing oh, yeah. her in a it was horrible I thought a, oh my gosh a, the rest of the book is like this I'm not happy with <laughs> a uh, oh, with a, with a uh, yeah, very the, large yeah. uh, 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 sewer rat yeah and uh, you know and uh, and I was like Bonnie I said wow I hope it's not going to be like that the whole book but it was just setting up her uh, her childhood and then that goes on to to uh that's what brings the attention of Dr. Jekyll to her because he noticed the scars on her hands and her neck and she was tending the fire for him on one evening. So he, He's a doctor, so he's, he's a doctor curious. And he yeah. was curious and he asked her about it. And so uh, their relationship started from there because she had just started, just started working for them uh, for a short time. Uh, so the, the character development, the... Um, The way they de- they describe the everyday duties and things, you know, is you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, back then if you were well-to-do, you didn't start your own fires. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you couldn't, I guess, but you just didn't. You just didn't. It yeah. just wasn't. You know, you 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 could, but if you, if, you abs- if you absolutely <laughs> had to, but uh, most a lot of those people would sit there and be cold for 15 minutes waiting for their servant to come up and start their fires. Mm. So it, w- it, w- it was very well done, I think. Um, the uh, um, I can't think of anything else at the moment, which is really bad because it was my book. Did you have, <laughs> didn't you have notes? Um, well... It was a comparison. I, I did take some notes uh, comparing some descriptions, if I can get my Kindle to work, uh, of uh, the character of Dr. Jekyll from this book to the other book, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, and it's not going to work. Oh, well, I still haven't learned how to use this thing yet. Um, but the uh, descriptions were very similar. Uh, they, uh, you know, described in, in Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. He was described as a a, a, a large man and of broad shoulders in his fifties. Uh, uh, and uh, in the uh, Mary Riley, he was described. I'm sure that when we went to his, into his stature, he was a oh, tall man. He was tall, yeah. And, uh, 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 with silver hair. So mm-hmm. they didn't really say how much, but, you know, the silver hair kind of gives it away, especially for the time and place. But, uh, and their descriptions of Mr. Hyde were very similar as well. And, uh, yeah. you know, a small dwarfish man who gives the, uh, the, uh, Appearance of uh, deformity—no, the, not the appearance, but the uh, the, impression. the impression of deformity, but without any outward uh, sign of sign of deformity. Mm-hmm. It was with, with lots of black hair. Yeah, yeah. very, very really ruddy complexion with black hair, mm-hmm. and dwarfish and small and young. Yeah, significantly so young compared to the, uh, Doctor Jekyll. So the movies have it all wrong. <laughs> Every movie I have ever seen. Every Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde movie I've seen, they have it all wrong. Mm -hmm. 
because they, they make Dr. Jekyll out to be a younger man and Mr. Hyde out to be this huge, giant, this hulk of a beast hulking of, yeah. beast or a horribly disfigured which I, thing, and which I can understand for the movies are trying yeah. to get, it's kind of hard to uh, get across a, a feeling of deformity rather than look. Yeah, so. which, I mean, books, I think, books kind of have the advantage of the fact that they can describe, take, take a paragraph, it's like, okay, there's, there's something going to about this guy, and it's a gut yeah. feeling, and it can give yeah. you time to explain why someone might be a little off, even if you can't put your finger on it. Whereas on movies, like, they kind of have to do it in, like, it's a couple a of, the visual, yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to do it in a couple of seconds. Yeah. Okay, there's something not right about this guy. <laughs> you know, I can't, I'd still like to see them do it right. One thing that they, at least in Mary Riley, and I haven't read all of The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, so I don't know that, but in Mary Riley, it's Hyde, there's one thing that she noticed, his eyes look old. The rest of him is young, but his mm-hmm. eyes seem yeah. old. Yeah. You know, and I would love to see it done right. Just yeah. you know, even if we, oh, yeah. you know, where everything looks young, but around yeah. the eyes, wrinkles, and just just a tiny bit, right? Just a hint bit. of that, and that 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 look of I don't know something, you know, I don't know, cataract, dark, not nice cataract, but look. yeah, just that look in the eyes. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to see. I mean, you'd have to do it digitally. You couldn't yeah. get an actor that's going to look that way, but you could, you know, <laughs> use makeup and you can use some... <laughs> 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 that guy's like that old. Hey, he pulled the doctor <laughs> off. He did. He was good, but he, he played too tall to play... Um, and too young to play Jekyll. So. Yeah. But, well, you know... Maybe we have to get the guy that plays Tyrion Lannister or something. <laughs> <laughs> he might be too small. Too small, yeah. But, um, he, well, people of his stature are in short supply. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your turn. All right, my turn. Um, I knew what I was gonna say, and now suddenly, like, everything just went out of my brain. Out of my brain. I've been doing the same thing as we've been going around. Okay, okay. One thing that that I'm reading the book, and you guys have to understand. Last time we recorded, while everybody was kind of chit chatting, everybody was kind of in their own conversations. I downloaded it onto my Kindle on my phone and started reading it. So before we left, I read that opening scene. Ooh. Before we left that day. I had it read in the next three days. I haven't gone back over it mm. since then, so it's been a month since I read this book. <laughs> um, you tied into it fast. I did, and I went through it fast, and I ate it up. And I'm surprised because it's it not that in- it's... Interesting. It's not fast-paced. It's not like a, a, you know one of the, some of the stories we read that are just this big Page ride and yeah. yeah and yet I I had hard, I kept I kept re- reading it it was interesting I found it fascinating and part of it was because we as the readers know about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde this is an old story to us you know so it's like when are they going to figure it out who's going to figure it out first when are they going to get that he's you know like you're just waiting and trying to see okay. Did you guys see it? Did you get it? Did you catch the hint? Did you get? No, they still haven't got the hint. They just think something's wrong. They just think he's sick. They just you're like no, no, no. It's right there. You you don't you don't see it. You don't see it. You know. And so you're like in your brain a little bit. There's a little bit of that just waiting for them to figure out that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same person. You know. There's this. Oops. Spoiler alert. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so you know. So there's that. There's that much because we all know. You know about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at this point. I think most people have seen him in some movie or something. We know. He drinks a potion. He turns into Hyde. This is not new to us. But it was hap- it, this is when it was happening. It was new to them, and they had no idea. And it was unheard of. You know, 
And so there's 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 that because you know. And it all took place in the laboratory, yeah, away from where the nobody else saw. Nobody else saw him transform. Mm-hmm. Nobody else, you know. So there's all of this. How, you know, how did he make it work for so long without the people who know him best not figuring it out? Yeah. And that's what makes the story so interesting and makes you want to keep reading. That's part of it anyway. But the character development is fantastic. Even the characters you don't like. That what's Mr. Mrs. What's her name? Already forgot. Faraday. Oh, Faraday. Oh, Faraday. Yeah. Like, like you just feel dirty <laughs> after reading scenes with her in it. You know, you just, you feel like Mary does. Like I have to go wash myself now. This woman is is dirty and evil and yeah. horrible. You know, and and. If they ever did a, another movie, Helen LeBottom Carter would do. Ooh. Oh yeah, she would. She'd be great at that. <laughs> as Ms. Faraday, she's yeah. good at that kind of or that kind of a role. She did. A, I, I think a limb is. She I did a forget who they had to play Mrs. Faraday in the. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen it. I, I would be interested in watching it now because I enjoyed the book, yeah. but um, but then I'll be really critical because they'll ruin it. Um, <laughs> that always happens. Almost always. Um, so so yeah, I, I agree. It was it was well written, and and when Dave was talking about you know the mud and stuff in the streets, and I remember the fog day. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. I've been in some really thick fog before. Um, when I was a kid in Fresno, we had fog days where school started later because it was such bad fog. And so I've been in some pretty thick fog, but the, she's describing fog where you can hardly see a few paces ahead of you and, and ha- be, being afraid to cross the street because the horses can't see you either. And being, you know, you don't want to get trampled by a horse in a buggy or, no. you know, all that. Like, it was I've, very, like, did the, that fog day coincide with the fog day in uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the dark fog that they described? I don't remember. I don't We'd remember. have to do a timeline comparison. The, the, the problem with that is the two books start at different points. In the yeah. story. In the story. Yeah. Like Mary Riley starts like months uh, before, before, right, and right. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde starts in the middle of it with Mister Hyde already running around the city, yeah. right. right? And so, like, but it does give you a sense of timeline, though, because from the time Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde start to the time it ends is a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it helps you lend you some. Yeah. Whereas Mary Riley. There's no timeline. There is no timeline. Because she didn't even write dates. Like, it it describes... In the afterward, yeah. Yeah, it describes, you know, her... Which I thought was really interesting. Part of me felt like that should have been before to set it up. Although, it captures your interest in a really terrifying way with her childhood scene. So I get why they didn't do it that way. But part of me felt like that information would have been interesting early on yeah. to say this is a document that was found and yeah. all that you know, that's what they did with Tarzan give it feel for it yeah exactly like Tarzan it, it, he goes out of his way to um, set up the uh, like this is where this document came from these right. are where these writings right. came from like he does everything he can to make this fictional story real real as possible it's like that in The Princess Bride, too. It's horrible. Have you read the book? Oh, my gosh. No. We should read it sometime. It drove me crazy. No. Um, <laughs> had my sister and I on the computer. Wait a second. This is, is real? Like, no, it's not. Good author. Er, you know. in the box? <laughs> well, the, yeah. the guy who yeah. wrote the screenplay also wrote the book, so. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. Um, who, Rob Reiner? No, he was just the director. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, like the author of the book, because the book, you'll have to read it sometime. Maybe yeah. we should do it as a. Anyway, back to Mary Riley. Um, but there, you know, 
the characters are very well conceived in the writing in that that something that is interesting is although Mr. Hyde in this is described as being being um, smaller and all of that he's terrifying he's full on scary like, oh yeah because if it's from her perspective I guess and as and as a woman who it who wouldn't be able to defend herself against someone who's obviously stronger than he appears and terrifying especially with her background like those scenes were scary Maybe not to a guy like you, Dave, who's giving me this shake of the head. You're you're tall and imposing, okay? No, I'm, I'm you wouldn't have been scared. But as a woman who would have, you know, I'm, I'd be looking for the nearest fire poker and hoping I could manage because this guy was scary. For and a it moment, was psychological, I they too. Were gonna go, I thought they were going to take it further than they did. Mm-hmm. I know, and I was worried for her. Yeah. I was like, well, so this is her, her story, so she must have survived it. But I was really worried for her mm-hmm. for a while. It was, it was uh, there was some intense scenes. Um, in spite of the fact that, that on the whole the book wasn't this fast-paced crazy ride mm. that you think of when you think of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, really. Yeah. You know, because you think of all the movies and their action and blah, 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 and there wasn't as much of that in this, and yet you keep reading and because it's interesting, and there are those scenes that are really intense, and there are the nice breaks from it where they're in the garden or they're, you know. But anyway, I, I enjoyed it um, more than I expected to, actually. So, yeah, your turn. Well, most of my points are taken by everybody, but I'll I'll go. <laughs> um, I think it was I like the fact that it was an easy read. It wasn't like laborious trying to get through it. Well, you know, I wasn't sitting here thinking, "Oh my God, will it end?" You know. <laughs> and then, but um, I think I liked it. When I, after I read it, I thought it was okay. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, not the worst thing we've read, but not the you know something I'd go back to necessarily. Not something I would have picked for myself initially, but I think I liked it better once I went back and read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde because I, you know, I had never actually read it before, mm-hmm. and so I loved. I think the reason why I loved it even more after reading Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was because I appreciated how she matched things up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that happened in the book. That happened in the book. You know what, what I mean? Even just the layout of the um, house. Right? One of the things I appreciated is in the Mary Riley, he's like, why did he go in there and write this check? Yeah. And then in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, You're like, oh, that's why. He's like, oh, okay. I see. That's why. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Why? <laughs> uh, in the, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, there's an incident where Mr. Hyde's out and he pushes over a kid. Mm-hmm. And the kid's not hurt too horribly bad, but, you know, gets the kid crying, whatever. Well, um, some gentleman. Some gentleman comes by and brings Hyde back and says, no, you need to make this right. You know, complicated. Well, he tramples the kid. Yeah, he yeah, tramples the kid. He just walks right over it. Like, you gotta make it right for sure this family. So, uh, they haggle it out to, uh, he's gonna pounds. pay, yeah, a hundred pounds to the family for what he did to the kid. A hundred pounds? Yeah. Like 1800s? Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot. And yeah. so he goes, and he's, he goes back to the house, he has ten pounds on him. But he needs to write a check for the rest of the amount. Because even so, ten pounds was a lot of money. Yeah, even ten pounds was a lot of money back then. But it's like, so he writes out the rest of it, and he takes a check. That's when Mary sees him writing the check. Mm-hmm. And he takes it to the family and is like, no, how can we trust that you are? this is going to go through? Yeah, because so, then they saw the signature. And, yeah. and like, well, this this can't be real. It's got to yeah. be forgery. So, so he, she's, he has to wait with them until the bank's open. Okay. It's actually the inciting incident of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah. Hyde. 
Mr. Utterson okay. and a friend are walking by the house, and he's like, you know, and the guy, Mr. Utterson, is walking with us, like, hey, I, I came upon this incident, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and he explains the huh. situation. So that's kind of where it starts. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and the lawyer so. assumes it's blackmail, like, Right, like somebody is blackmailing my friend, which makes sense. Yeah, you know. that would be a good assumption on a yeah. lawyer's part. Exactly. And um, my other favorite part was the acknowledgments. I loved the um, because it's kind of funny. It's he's going through in the acknowledgments, and they're talking about like, well, it this diary, you know, was found, mm-hmm. you know, and there aren't really any dates talking about you know when anything happens and my favorite my two favorite parts of the acknowledgements one is he spouts these theories like it could be true or it could be that um Dr. Jekyll was a drug addict and that's why you know all this stuff is happening it's not really he's not really changing into a different person it's you know psychological it's more you know, meta. It's not so. He's right. not actually turning into this other person physically. It's more right. like he sees himself doing these horrible things as someone who he wouldn't be under the influence of drugs. Right. Which I just think is great. It's like, oh, if that were the case, that would be so cool. Like, if you found out, oh, he wasn't really changing. <laughs> you know, he was just the effect of the drugs, you know. Yeah. And that Mr. Hyde was his. Um, Drug, drug dealer, dealer. So, yeah, or drug dealer. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you know, and my uh, other favorite part was the last paragraph, and I'm just gonna read it real quick. It says, "We have a fair amount of evidence that this was not the case. Many such diaries have survived, as well as an account of an under housemaid in London who published a novel, the subject of which was her employer's family." thereby creating a scandal and undoubtedly a good deal of anxiety in many an upper-class household. This, of course, raises a specter over the present manuscript, one which I neither endorse nor seek to discredit, and that is the possibility that the sad and disturbing story unfolded for us in the pages of Mary's diaries is now and always was intended to be nothing less serious than a work of fiction. Mm. It's kind of like, you know... Okay, just so you know, uh, it's, uh, it's probably just a work of fiction, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, don't be taking this as seriously as yeah, this acknowledgement of trying to make it, you know, which is, I found very funny. Like, I remember reading that thing, okay, I see what you did there. Uh-huh, very funny. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my favorite parts. <laughs> um, so, qualms, quarrels, negative aspects. Um... I had a hard time with that first chapter. I know Justin kind of mentioned it earlier. I was kind of had some abuse history as a kid, and not nearly to that extent. To that still. extent, and uh, it mentioned even in our Harry Potter episode, I have a problem with mm-hmm. kids being abused. Um, so. Uh, the my point being uh, hold on one second so um, like I said I had a hard time getting through the, that first chapter to the point where I was like having to take deep breaths and just like this is a fictional character this is a fictional character this is very claustrophobic yeah. yeah you know this is you know I, I just have to keep reminding myself this is fiction 
No kid was actually really hurt. The person who's writing this still lived because obviously she's writing it about herself. So well, I mean, just okay. like not even the character, like just yeah. having to pull myself it's out. Like this is a book. Real. This is a book. This yes. is a book. It's very realistic, but it's a book. <laughs> um, and I almost just said, you know what? I'm not going to make it through this one. I almost said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. And the only reason why I kept going was, I believe, at the end of the the first chapter, we're we're given the insight that her master is Dr. Joe. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, I would have put this down. Right. Like, I it just... Um, the the fact that we came into something I was already a fan of and familiar with, Yeah. but that opening chapter was just was really tough for me. It and was hard. It was brutal. Yeah. Wow. And even Maylene warned me ahead of time. Yeah, I, I was like, just so you know, there's some stuff that neither one of us is okay with, like in real life, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. just so you know, it's going to be some hard stuff, so just... How about the first Just chapter. that opening scene. Yeah. 1984. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had her out of seat, though, too. So. Mm. But not with kids. It's worse. But not with kids. It was adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that. Mm. It didn't really affect me. Yeah, well, we all have our own. Like I said, this is more about my baggage than, yeah. than the book. Well, this book had baggage for me, too, but <laughs> the, the abuse part didn't affect me whatsoever. I'm just that way, I guess. I'm not sure. That it? Yeah, that was it. Okay. That was it. Okay. Uh, That first chapter was, uh, you know, a little... was a little difficult of a read. But I think the one that hit me harder than that was the second visit to Mrs. Faraday's house. Oh mm. my gosh. When she yeah. takes her to the bedroom oh. with blood all over the place and the handprint on the wall kind of Smear, fingers yeah. smeared downwards and that type of thing. And she opens the letter and there's a check and she picks up the handkerchief off the floor and sends that back as a reply and it has Dr. Henry Jekyll's monogram on the handkerchief and it's all saturated with blood and she says some things can't be washed out that's in the movie as well that particular scene and and it just you know because, because Mary Riley doesn't know what went on mm-hmm. you know uh, she's thinking that Faraday or is trying to convince herself yeah, that she's Faraday, hoping she's that trying to Faraday come up with a good reason why there's blood and is <laughs> oh. you know one of Dr. Jekyll's pet projects of you know maybe he went to help birth a baby there or something like that and too much blood Faraday's much blood. pissed yeah. off because the mother died and he wasn't able to save them you know that kind of thing. Which That's I fine. think I think a lot of people do when they see something like that. Generally, at first they try to be like, no, we thought about this. Think, this can't yeah, be. What can't I'm be seeing can't about. be. Especially what considering, I'm like every time we see Doctor Jekyll, he's so kind. He's mm-hmm. so kind. He's such a good person and so kind. So to try to grasp anything negative about him is difficult. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm. 
understand that 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 scene hit me harder. It, it was it was well written. I'm not saying it's, it's something I dislike or have a problem with. It just as far as story or plot, it just it's kind of like a punch in the gut mm. kind of a thing. Like I said, when we went back and read the actual Jekyll and Hyde novel, the original, um, he in a, there's a, it ends with a confessional with Jekyll, like written in his own handwriting. Okay. And he. That's those stacks of paper that we. Yeah. yeah. And he um, says, "I've done horrible things." And doesn't go into detail as to what exactly went on. So even in the original novel, we know he did other things. We just mm-hmm. aren't given privy to what they are. What they are. So this still lines up with mm-hmm. the original. So, I mean, the the story wasn't a page turner. You know, bated breath. Well, what happens next? What happens next? But and and to be honest, there were a couple of points in it that see. I was thinking next Saturday was our meeting, so I I and I'm over at Bonnie and Justice. They go, no, no, it's this week, and so it's like tomorrow. And I'm like, well, the book's at my house, and Justin says. I have it on my Kindle. Mm. I said, well, I last remember this. And so he got the Kindle and got it up. So basically... In the last 24 hours. In the last 24 hours, I, I had read 15% of the book. Oh. And so in the last 24 hours, I've read all the rest of the book. <laughs> so in in doing nothing but, but reading pretty much nonstop, I finished the book and then I made scones for tonight. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's no, what I've done. Tonight. Yeah. So... Um, I, there were a couple of points where I read up to a break and I had to take a break just just from reading stand up walk around what not uh, trying to fall asleep yeah, yeah <laughs> I, this morning I threw in the towel and, and took a nap just because I knew I wasn't going to get through the book if I didn't uh, but you know there were a couple of things here, here and there that just you know, I, I find myself in drowsy, maybe stand up. So, and, but then there'd be events that would start happening that would suck me back into the story. So, uh, it wasn't like a, a total snoozer or anything. So, Dave, um, the beginning of the book didn't really affect me all that much. I just read it and went, oh, okay, whatever. Um, the scene at Mrs. Faraday's house, it was the same way. It didn't really affect me. Yeah, but you watch a lot of scary horror movies and stuff. I mean, I I'm like. just, I'm not <laughs> sure if it's because I watched that or I'm desensitized. Maybe. I'm not sure. Something. But um, what I really didn't like about the book was the descriptions of her just cleaning all the time. <laughs> I, just, I could care less. The monotony of it. That just, to me, was kind of boring, and that's probably why I didn't like the, the movie. <laughs> I mean, that was the only movie I've actually walked out on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this movie. Mary Riley. <laughs> mm. And then when Justin here said, oh, we're going to be reading the book, I'm like, 
Um, <laughs> like the movie? Here, <laughs> yeah. But um, I got through it, and I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, like Wayne was saying, it wasn't uh, good or bad. It was just like okay, I I completed it. I, I think a little monotony works in its favor because compared to the uh, not actually the the. Uh, metaphysical Dr. Jekyll stuff. Like I think it it, balance, it balances it. Balances out really well. You've got this this crazy idea of someone changing it as someone else that's completely opposite of who they are, yeah. and which is just too. You have to have something mundane to keep it grounded. But you know yeah. you can get bored with it. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it it just seemed like a, a page filler to me. Mm. I like that she took pride in her work, though. Is, whatever. I was what just she tired of, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning the towels, I'm stoking the fire, and I'm it's okay. I think, I think I'd like, get whatever. bored of a book just about what you do at work every day, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but um, the, well. the one the one thing that, that hit me hard where yours was the child abuse and yours was the, the bedroom was how um, she had to technically know her place mm. because if she didn't she'd be out on the street yeah I can see that the servant's life yeah. class distinction was is was very strong at that period yes. of time and the book conveys it well yes and it kind of reminded me of myself because if I decided to talk back to a superior over at Rama at my work I probably would be let go too and then if I couldn't afford my bills I'd be living in my car, and if my car broke down, I'd be living out on the street, just like this person in the book did, if they talked back to their master. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I, I didn't really like about it, because it just reminded me of a real-life situation there. Yeah. Not, not being able to express your mind, and because it could affect... No, it's not the expression of mind. Well, it's just, just, it's, it's just it's the fear knowing, of losing yeah, everything. Right. It's knowing your place quote-unquote, because otherwise you'll lose, like you said, everything if you should step out of line. Yeah, for the for the fear of helplessness, because violence, it, it particularly doesn't affect me, like how it affects other, other people. people in the group here. So I just shrug that off and say whatever. But something of helplessness like that, where I can't do anything about it, mm. that hits home with me. Yeah. So there, she was in a... a a position where she really couldn't do anything. Exactly, because if, if she got Even fired... Even her master put her in a position of awkwardness with the other servants. That, yeah. And yeah. that underservant, he could have caused things to happen where she'd get fired too or make it wor- so horrible to work there she'd have to try to find another place. Yeah, because let's say um, Dr. Jekyll decided, I don't want you here anymore and kicked her out. Where would she go? Yeah, she wouldn't really have any money. She'd be homeless on the street with whatever money she had in her pocket and her little possessions in a knapsack, and that would be it. And we know she just spent most of her savings on her mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was before that. No. Yeah. But um, as for Dr. Mr. Hyde threatening, help pop that little... Never mind that. In the <laughs> head, <and he laughs> story done. I, I mean, that guy wasn't scared of me at all. I'd be going, "Shut up, you little little brat." <laughs> Justin, um, I'm not sure. To be honest, um, one of the things I had a problem with is they she would have a particular destination and just have a, a the first letter in a line underneath. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very common in writing at that time. I just didn't understand. I didn't. I didn't understand that. They yeah. they mention it in the forward. I know in the afterwards. afterwards. They yeah. mention it in the afterwards, and I, I know that they I do. I didn't catch that. that. It was found that way. It was, yeah. and maybe it was common at the time. But what was so common about but it? But come on, people! <laughs> yeah. If you read books written in that time period, there's a lot of a lot yeah. of it where they rather than stating the actual place, they'll do a first initial and a line. Which answer. I never what understood. Is, what, I don't understand it. What was it for? I went to S. I'm like, well, who the hell is S? <laughs> like State Street or whatever. Right, but, and, and, and I get that, but I'm like, okay, I see that you were trying to be like historically accurate in that. Yeah, but, but it was really that. irritating. It was. <laughs> Historically accurate in a fantasy novel, like, right? Well, can we? Can and, we? And, and the only reason that and because there were other times that, that they didn't do that. Yeah, right. Like uh, with the first Soho. Yeah, yeah. So, so know, it's like they, okay, so you're going to mention one place and not another. Soho's a city. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, yeah, it's a, uh, a suburb of uh, red light district. Yeah, and uh, so that was the only destination in the book that they mentioned the full name of. All the other destinations, even even you know the the, the, the capital at sea, or, I mean the hospital at sea, and then like where's sea? Cambridge, I guess. Okay, it was the writing back then, but why did they do it? Yeah, no, but yeah. well, the thing is, I have several books dating from 1880s to 1900, and I've never once seen that. Of course, yeah. they're American either. books. They're not British. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, they're so not British. Didn't Jane Austen do that once or twice? Who am I thinking of? She's British. I know. But <laughs> I know. Maybe. I'm maybe. thinking that she probably... I know she's British. Well, she's British. That's, she's not that's the American. That was, that's a possibility. <laughs> that she, couldn't, yeah. did it, she didn't know how to spell it. But but then again, most maidservants in in that class level... Didn't know level, how to write. Yeah, didn't know how, how to write. write. It's something that makes The only reason she knew how to write because she actually... She had attended one of... Uh, Dr. Jekyll's schools. Yeah. And it mentions that she was lucky to learn what she did because of the bad conditions at the school. Yeah. So, you know, but yes, I agree that irritated. That that was annoying for me. And And what was the word? Annoying. No, no. No, there was one word. (laughs) Mun. Instead of must. And, And that's why I warned all of you because I knew I'd read like most of the book before you even like I've seen that a lot though that was the first time I think I read mun instead of must and I knew what it meant but it was just every time I had to get into the mind frame of okay that's what it means and and move on but it took me a little while to get in that oh must I I think it was weird because I had to read it out loud for Brandon right so having to say I'm like it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's not, it. not right. It doesn't <laughs> chip off my tongue like it should. It's only three yeah. letters. Why am I having so much trouble with this? Yeah, because it doesn't sound right. Um, but but I it just took me a little while to get into that part of it. But it didn't bother me. I just needed to get into that mind frame. And, you know, I had a that. bad habit of just translating in my head while I read. <laughs> must. That's what I did. As soon as I saw a moon, I put must. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just little things like that that were kind of annoying. But overall, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I agree with most people, like, you know, on what their dislikes were. The abuse scene didn't bother me as much, only because I knew it was fictional. I think if it was a true first-hand account, I probably would have had more problems with it. But because it was, like, I think... 
I've found a way to separate the fiction from the reality. like reality of it. Like, okay, because I knew it was fiction, it didn't bother me as bad. I think, um, as opposed to like some of the things I heard in school, I was like, oh god, <laughs> sorry. Um, but um, you know, the court reporting at school, those were hard things to hear because they were true. But um, like because this was see that, yeah, yeah, this I, I think because it was fictionalized, I was like, okay, I'm not as bad. It was hard. It was, it was hard, but at the same time, I was like, okay, I could, I could get through this. It's good. But um, the parts that kind of bothered me was first was the no dates thing on the entries. Oh, yeah. The reason why that bothered me was because, especially once I went back and listened to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they talk about how it was over a year between some of these events and the murder of the Mr. Carew. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> That's a big gap between you know the you know the writing the check and some of the other things, and you know this murder. So because according to Mary Riley's diary, it felt like it was all within a couple of months of each other at least, you know. Right. And so it was kind of threw me off listening to. It's like oh wow okay so because it isn't as compacted in the events as I thought it was, you know. So I I feel like I would have appreciated. I mean not maybe not everybody else, but I would have appreciated. It being a diary, having dates. Because I know when I used to write in diaries a lot, I, I did dates. Not that anyone really cared, but you know. Yeah. In the afterward, the author mentioned she calls it a diary, but that Mary calls it a journal. Well, What's the diary, difference? journal. Still, I don't. Journals have dates often. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I get, like, it made it fitting to the character in the afterward where they talk about the fact that she she literally wrote on every line and added lines yeah. in the, the top, top and bottom. bottom where there was yeah. extra space and, and didn't break anything apart because she was saving. Yeah. She was thrifty. Yeah. You know, everybody, even the cook spoke of her as being thrifty because she yeah. was always saving her money because she was thinking of the future. She was thinking yeah. Probably would, would have left the dates out to save space. Save space. Which, which I got that. Because like, this was her personal, this was not something she was planning to share with anyone. It was her personal. Well, yeah, thing. But I, mean, I get that that's why the author did it, but I also, yeah. the same way with those words. Yeah. I get why the author did it, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, I'll say my only other really critique problem really is okay so I get that you're getting the story from one of his servants point of view and I think the concept is really great but I felt like at no point was I given really a reason to why her out of all the other servants why not Mr. Poole's point of view why not you know all these like I, I guess at first I had trouble figuring out why should I care about this particular servant you know what I mean why should I care so much about I get for the purpose of the story she was probably the only one who did keep a journal you know she was right. probably the only right. one so Mr. Poole's Mr. would but they probably too, too skewed Mm-hmm. Probably, but he was but, like in worship of Master. Basically. Yeah, but he, was he still would have had a point of view. He would have had a point of view. And but I wouldn't my have problem is <laughs> like, why her? Why do I care about her? So I, I, it took me a while. After a while, I did care about her a little bit, but it's like I just felt like I had no connection to her as a character. Personally, I, I didn't feel connected to her. And but the her. doctor did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe that that and itself could have skewed it. You know, the fact that she felt certain things for him 
you know, that could have skewed it. Any way you look at it, everyone would have had no, a... No, I'm not saying that hers wasn't skewed. Yeah. It's her point of view. It's her yeah. worldview. I'm just saying yeah. pools would have been way more skewed. Well, yeah. Well, I don't think I would have liked his. I'm not saying... <laughs> yeah, you chemist a lot. I'm not <laughs> saying him specifically. I'm just saying <laughs> why her compared to pool. Why her compared no, to I the get club. it. I get it. Why her compared to... What's the other guy's that, name? Uh, I don't remember. But that's, who the, that's, who, who, that's who the author uh, liked. That's what yeah, I but I mean, I don't know. I just, for me personally, I, I had at first a hard time getting into her as, you know, why, again, why should I care about her, you know? The book's called Mary Riley. Mm. That's probably why I walked out on the movie. Because <laughs> like, you didn't care about Julie Roberts playing Mary Riley? <laughs> that was just my problem. I mean, that's okay. No, that's fine. Guys, if you guys know that problem, but, you know. I... I cared about her from the get-go because of the scene with her dad mm-hmm. and the fact that she's constantly... I, I like... It gave her a perspective on Hyde that other people didn't have because she, she saw in Hyde what she saw in her father. Mm. And there were moments where she thought she heard her father in the house and there were moments when Hyde had a similar walk. Mm-hmm. So she was already... Ha- prone to be fearful of this character because there were similarities between this character and her father who had abused her as a child. So from that point of view, I thought that point of view was interesting. And in the fact that we find out that her dad wasn't actually dead like she'd always hoped. Okay. Like oh, we're like at the funeral we're like, damn. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's not coming around to hurt her, yeah. but he's dying and he's still wanting to connect and I see why she didn't want to connect with him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have wanted to connect with him either. I would have liked to have not even known that he was still alive, you know? Mm-hmm. But those moments where she had that terror, that paralyzing terror, moments where she felt like she was back in that little cupboard, um, and I felt I cared about that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I liked that because she saw that in Hyde, she was more fearful of Hyde. The cook thought Hyde was dreadful, but she wasn't afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And Poole just was annoyed with him. Yeah, Poole would have pulled out a gun and shot him. Poole was annoyed with him and yeah. just didn't like the fact that he, a person that seemed obviously that low, had authority over him. She feared Hyde mm-hmm. and had a reason to. And so it made Hyde more more scary. And Hyde, Hyde should be scary. Yeah. He's supposed she to be scary. She saw the cruelty in him. She mm. saw it better. She saw the kindness in Dr. Jekyll, which mm. everybody saw, but she saw... She saw the twisted evil in Hyde better than most. Yeah. I mean, I did get to go to care for her eventually. It's just, it took me a while to get into caring for her as a character, personally. Um, I can see all those points, and I can see why some people would feel for her right away. I mean, I guess because, I mean, I was so busy trying not to care about the <laughs> opening scene. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Because me, I care about children. Well, so I like, well, no, I'm not too, but you know, I, like, like for me, it's like I want to yeah. save the kid, so I care about the kid, even though she's grown up. I care about her. Like, she had a horrible. Look those pages. Get it's just that. me. I'm just sap. It's okay. <laughs> so um, nobody brought it up, but um, I just want to say, like, I I really enjoyed Mary Riley. I didn't feel like it was a complete story until I went back and read Doctor Jekyll. Yes, yes, because yes. there are things that happen in this book That's that what I was don't say. make any sense. I forgot until you yes. read until you read the and, original. And see, my Kindle stopped working, mm-hmm. um, so I'm using the Kindle app on my phone because my Kindle wouldn't turn on. And I already have it on my Kindle, but I never did download Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde on my phone's Kindle app. So 
so I haven't read it. But it's like as soon as I finished that, I was like, I need to read this now, and I haven't yet. There's a point in Mary Riley about this book that Jekyll's writing or Hyde's writing in. Yeah, all the stuff he's writing and, and the stuff he's hiding. Yeah, and, and you find out in Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde that it's just curse words. Mm-hmm. That he's just writing curse words to Jekyll. Well, that's all you, you can find out that in here oh, too. You find that out yeah, because she finds the book is reading it, and we're oh, like, "Oh my goodness!" By the language, that's right. That's and right. Hyde comes in, and that's the scene where he bites her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. He's like, but you yeah. know those words, Judge. Is that not the scene? No, where he no. Later in the book, he bites her. That's the last time. Yeah, like last time we Yeah, like there's things that just don't make sense. Like when they they show up. With the locksmith to break into his cabinet. Yeah, why are they breaking into his cabinet? You know that all—that's all answered in the original. In the original, yeah. And so, like, I—I I, I appreciated this. I really felt like I—I I didn't need loose plot threads. I feel like we should have, especially since this wasn't super long and it was an easy read, and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde's even shorter, I believe. It's Ninety pages. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if we'd known, yeah. we would have doubled them together and said we're reading no. these together and read this first, then read the other one. No. I, I think that my well, everyone got through it okay. But, but yeah, but, yeah. I, I yeah. finished it this morning. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, like it, it doesn't. Mary Riley doesn't feel like a complete story. No, it yeah. does need the other. That's what. Like a complete story to me. Did it? Well, because yeah. there's little things like um, the, the yeah, I went moon more. I went moves more. mysteriously in the fog. Mm-hmm. You so know, you, you get an, a, a trick of the fog, and that's how I thought it was. No, it's Hyde. Like Hyde through the boot. Yeah, it's just. But how how did the, he there how are, did he throw it when she was carrying Master up the stairs? There are moments in Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde where the two are in each other's bodies. Like the transformations aren't always complete. At moments, Jekyll wakes up in Hyde's body. And there are moments where Hyde is in control of Jekyll's body. And I still think he was under drugs. Yeah, and Maylene and I had the debate um, because we, we read that in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There are moments where Jekyll wakes up in Hyde's body. Who committed suicide then? Mm-hmm. Was, was, it, was it Hyde in Jekyll's body or was it... I, I think it was Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I think it was Jekyll and Hyde's body, personally. Because they found Hyde originally, and then he transformed back mm. once he was dead. But I think it was Dr. Jekyll in control. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was trying to stop Hyde. But, but that's what I want to think. That's, that's my right. opinion. I absolutely feel that that's what it was. But it leaves it open to interpretation. Mm. So, But, you know, that's like what I was saying earlier. I think I appreciated the story better once I read yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Because then I was able to be like, okay, that's why he did that. That's why, okay, that makes more sense. I think it would be, be kind of like for me if someone wrote like Harry Potter and someone like Hufflepuff's eyes, you know, and, you know, I never read Harry Potter a day in my life. I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. Like, who are those crazy people running that way, you know? Yeah. I still so. think that's a good idea. Like, I'd love to see Harry Potter told from. Uh, my life as a background Hufflepuff. Uh, <laughs> that or. Uh, Malfoy's, Malfoy's perspective on what the are those three doing? Oh my gosh! Are they never apart? With his secret crush on uh, Hermione. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, any closing remarks? Any? I just I think if you're gonna read this, you should read Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde with it. But after it, mm. I think it should be read after. Yeah. I think you should read Mary Riley first, and then read Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. 
Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, Mary Riley's uh, a longer, kind of nicer novel. And, mm-hmm. and, just and then just read the other one to fill in all the pop points that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? No? Okay, no, whose turn is it to draw in the bot eyes that you were last time? So. I do before that. Yeah, you do it, Brandon. You do it, Brandon. Okay, well, can you sure? Okay. Yep, go ahead. No cheating. Not that one. Stop <laughs> it. A different one. Hufflepuff. All right, next month we are reading Nick of Time by Ted Bell. Bell. Ooh, that was one of mine. Yes, it was. So I remember being a science fiction fantasy thing with uh, blimps and and adventure stuff. So yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. So, Alright, uh, next time Nick of Time by Ted Bell. So, there you have it. That was Mary Riley. Um, next month we're going to be reading uh, Nick of Time by uh, Ted Bell. Nick of Time, a uh, Nick McCliver ti- what? McIver. McIver, Nick McIver Time Adventure. Adventures Through Time, book one. Uh, it's a really fun uh, kid adventure time travel thingy. Uh, really recommend that one. That's a fun one. So, uh, see you guys next month. Uh, again, like, subscribe. Uh, Check out Destiny, uh, Facebook.com slash Destiny Comics, um, our Twitch channel, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, always on there. Um, so yeah, like, subscribe. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, buy a book is the easiest way. Or uh, you can go to our uh, Patreon, which is in the middle of being a, uh, given a facelift. So is our website. If you go to our website, there are some glitches. We are aware of it. We are taking care of it. Also, I do a weekly um, webcomic called Trumped. It is politically orientated. Um, If you're not a fan of political humor, that's fine. Uh, But it does exist. And just letting you know, on uh, webtoons.com, just search Trumped. And uh, it's a weekly uh, um, single strip, single panel uh, strip. So thank you. Take your... uh, Uh, Next month, nick of time.